Hello and welcome to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan. I am here with my co-hosts, Josh and Ethan. And we're here to bring you our top 12 running backs this oh, week. We got, we got more running backs. Yeah, potential. We're going we're, we're oh, to keep Oh, for RB1s. Yeah, RB1s. We got, we got, me, we we got, got more. But yeah, this we is got our top, 20. Each of our, this is each of our top 12s that we're going to be running through. On top of that, we might go into RB2s. I don't know. If we have enough time, we might. We'll but, see. We'll see how we feel. Um, let's, uh, let's get it kicked off with uh, a little bit of news. Josh, do you want to go ahead and take that? So, obviously. Uh, no, I'm actually yeah, going yeah, yeah, to take it over. Okay, Ethan. Uh, Ethan, yeah. go ahead. So, today is all about running backs. Um, as such, let's talk about running backs. So, um, we don't know exactly about JT yet, but he might be on the pup list. It's not official yet. Oh, it's official on pup. It's official. Oh, he is yeah. Okay. It's about, official on pup. I want to say about 20 minutes ago in real time. It it just it, he just hit the pup list. Cuz yeah. The last update I had seen on him is they were thinking he's going to be pup list, but it wasn't official official yet. E I will Here. actually The last update was 3 hours ago. No trade from Indy. Um, expected he's not to remain expected on the pub list. So, yeah, it's it's not official yet. He is expected, though, but oh, we're going to yeah, hold a little awesome. bit of hope. Um, and that would just mean he misses the first four games. Might not necessarily be a bad thing to make sure he's fully healthy. Um, but there's still some issues there. Uh, the mm-hmm. only other running back news is Josh Jacobs sold yep. out. Josh Jacobs, uh, one year, twelve yeah. million. I am assuming there are. It's some not terrible. Other... It's not. No, ter- it's not it terrible. has to be game day incentives. I'm. I'm sure. Game day um, incentives. Game... For sure, there has to be some. I would almost assume that there is also a a no franchise tag clause whatsoever. Yeah. It's the only. Yeah, way without I reading it in front of me. But uh, no, yeah. Josh, you want to talk about Arizona really quick? So I'll yeah, kick it so... to you, and then we'll start with our top twelve. So obviously today, um. We are recording this after the deadline has passed for teams that hit their 53-man roster. One well, the deadline big... was a few hours ago. Yeah, deadline it, was a few yeah. hours ago. Thank you. Being I did, technical. I, yeah, I did like really like mix it up there. But uh, the big interesting thing is that the Cardinals cut Colt McCoy, who was supposed to be the starter uh, as Kyler is still recovering back from injury. The fact he is cut. Um, well, they said all camp they love Clayton Tune. Yeah, and it could just be it could it be the fact that Colt McCoy was just out of gas, possibly. Probably could be Clayton Tune's that good. However, this could also very well mean that we are talking about the Arizona Cardinals being the Arizona fighting Caleb Williamses. Yep, yep. And if that's the case, oh boy, am I terrified about eat, drafting Hollywood. I'm terrified about drafting James Conner. Trey McBride is in question. Whole team uh, is dead. Yeah, the whole team's yeah. kind of dead. And they also Run. just got fleeced in this Isaiah yeah. uh, Simmons trade. Like, literally that, just giving him for a seventh. Well, I mean, yeah, oh, that was, that was absolutely TVs, but San Francisco got fleeced, too, for Trey oh, Lance. Yeah, we will. Have I'm sure to... y'all talked about that last week. We actually, we uh, actually didn't. No, because we, we recorded before the Trey Lance oh, right, news went the down. Trades? Yep. Yeah. But uh, trying to keep it relevant, related, uh, that was awful. Both of those trades were awful. We're weird. not NFL execs, so they know things potentially that we don't. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely weird. Like, that's the only thing I can say, uh, especially I would not run trailer. my fantasy football team that way. What about that? Yeah. Is, is, I, that, is that there? It sounds like Jerry Jones would run it that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody with a right mind would run it that way. I mean, I I'm surprised they didn't give him an, another year, considering what Green Bay's doing this year with Jordan Love. And it's like, look, you mm-hmm. sat behind for three years. Now we're going to see what you got. And I really do believe that the emergence of Brock Purdy really threw a wrench into things. So if anything, yeah. it feels more like the Drew Bledsoe Tom Brady situation back in the day, um, rather well, than Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers. Is- the only thing that's different is it wasn't a three-man mess. Like uh, it was just Bledsoe and Brady, that's and true. he just beat him out. But now it's—I think this one is messier because it's not like 
a guy just beat him out. Like, there are three dudes there, and you're talking about Mr. Irrelevant, a, a QB who's gone to a Super Bowl, and then, you know, Trey Lance, who's got a yeah. ton of raw potential, and Mr. Irrelevant beat both of them out. Yeah. Beat, beat both of them out, which now that goes – I want I want to know – what happened like why they picked trey lance because knowing that brock purdy is now the starting quarterback of the of the niners it 100 makes me believe that mac jones was going to be the pick at three it might have been and i think they chickened been. out and then picked lance especially over mac jones and fields so that uh, may, maybe it'll there. happen and then it just didn't big time spectacular fail and the 49ers suck. And with that, top top 12? Yeah. I mean, the one thing we have also have to mention, I think why people will always give Trey Lance credit, and I think why you shouldn't totally drop him yet, is the fact that he lost a whole year due to the pandemic, as far as reps. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, he plays one game in a monsoon <clears throat> and then fractures his ankle. So it's he not has, like he a has situation. less reps than Bryce Young, and they're the same recruiting yeah. Exactly. And less so the than fact, half. Yeah, less yeah. than half. So the fact that it remains is like it, there's no wear and tear. So it's it's a lot more of a you're washed rather than you're an unknown. Yeah. So it's a very I interesting agree. situation. Um that, then our oh, last oh. piece of yeah, last piece of news is that oh, sorry. JT, sorry. JT, Jonathan Taylor, supposed to be on the pub for the next four years, which he highlights a very big issue I think that's happened within the last month dealing with the running backs. And basically, as as a lot of us have called it, the running back strike. So, gentlemen, before I get into this, I kind of wanted to go down and go into a path before we give our top 12 of how we got here. I So here's the question I want to ask you. What caused... What are the what are the things that caused the running back position to be the way it is today? Ooh, I I can give a little piece of that. Go for it. Um, I think that's just how football is trending now. You know, it it's very much passing game oriented. The passing game is where it's at now, not running back and defense. No, you're running, you know, what, 15 years ago? It was all running back and defense would win you championships. Now it's how well you can pass the ball. And, I mean, that's where the game is. So I think running backs are being kind of undervalued now um, or their value is going down because of this trend. So that, that's, that may be just a little piece of it. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that are factoring in. Um, but that's my two cents. Okay. E, what would you, what do you think? I mean, I think it's just the evolution of the game. You know, you go back to the past was invented in what the forties, probably, I think it was 1943. And that's what changed the rules of the game. I don't know. It's in Bill Walsh's book. The scoreboard takes care of itself. Highly recommend. Um, but it's in there and how much it evolved from there. I think the position groups just evolved with it. And so when you put more emphasis on, oh, hey, we can throw the football, that leads into you put your money where your mouth is. So you're investing in what's important. And I think it's just gone so far that there hasn't been a, like a rebalancing yet. Um because in my opinion, I, I agree with a lot of the running backs. I think they are just as important, if not more important, than wide receivers and get just about as many, you know, touches and yards as them and take a lot more damage than they do. Um, so I think maybe not compensated the same because I do think that wide receivers are a lot flashier and make bigger plays than than running backs, I do think that the gap should be closer, you know, whereas you have um, your your top wide receivers are making, what, 20 mil a year? Somewhere Cooper Cup in that right range? now is 26 a year. Yeah, 
So anywhere from, I'd say if you're a top tier wide receiver, you're making anywhere from 20 to 26 a season. You know, now your highest paid running back is Saquon, who's making 14. You know, maybe we can bump that number mm-hmm. up to, I, I'd say like anywhere in the 18 to 19 range would be fair for our tier one running backs. But I mean, that's just my two cents. I definitely think I you should pay your wide receivers more, but there should be a closing of the gap, especially for taking all that damage. Okay. Um, just to keep it short. I, I'll be honest with you, gentlemen. I enjoyed both those answers because I have, I had a firm like stranglehold on like, yeah, that's exactly it. Or this is not it. So let me start off with this. What if I told you that the NFL being a passing league, it might be the greatest lie ever told. Probably. Here's why well I bring this up. Us. So I decided to look, you know what? There, there has to be a major discrepancy between either run plays called or either like run plays versus pass plays uh, within the last 10 years. So I basically used from 2022 to 2012. That That's kind of where the whole conversation shifted. Would y'all care to agree, disagree on just that time period? Sure. So let me tell you the difference between 2022 and basically 2012. If we're going to call 2022 the passing league, 2012 is where it's kind of balanced. The difference is literally one one extra carry a game. Like, no, not a game, a season. But the per game average is about one less per game. So that's it. Goes from about 430 uh, per team to about 412 um, back in 2012. So teams are actually running the ball more, funny enough, than in 2012. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe it's a type of passes. This stat I did find interesting. Did you know that? 30% 30% uh, roughly 30% of Patrick Mahomes' passing stats last year as far as passing attempts were RPOs and play action passing. So I went, hmm, that's interesting. Just because it's if it's a play action or an RPO, the threat of a run game has to be present. So it so that means 70% of his passing attempts was roughly drop back, but a still huge integrated part of the game is still play action passing. It's a pretty big chunk. However, it wasn't the truth with almost every quarterback. Hertz was like around 35%, something right uh, to that amount. Josh Allen, really low. So I was like, okay, that's kind of based on offenses. Then I, so, so it's like, okay, now pass, like passing attempts, passing numbers, nothing out of the ordinary. You're still, it's very much dependent on scheme. So what's causing the running back issues? So that's where I went, okay, maybe they're just drafting them um, way later. They're finding success. So I went back 10 years to see the top 10 running backs and see where they got drafted. Most of them uh, don't have the exact number here, but most of them were round two, not round one, but round two. And so, and the only year where it really got like funky, you're looking at 2024 and I'm not 2024, 2014 and 2016, whereas you had a round one running back be number one, but then you, then RB2 was Jordan Howard round five, DeMarco Murray round three, Jay Ajayi round five, like uh, names that kind of just fizzled out. Right. But besides that last year's top 10 running backs, goes as this along with their running back draft order. Josh Jacobs was round one. King Henry round two. Nick Chubb round two. Saquon round one top five. Um, um, uh, Miles Sanders round two. Dalvin Cook round two. Justin Fields was technically as far as the top rushing numbers. uh, but He was round one. CMC was in that list. He was round one. ETN round one. The only one below round two was Aaron Jones last year, as far as top 10, which is round five. So, yeah. So, so now think of it this way that means like your top running backs in the league are 
there's people teams are spending high value on them so why one why are they not getting paid and two why is the narrative being spread out that you can get a running back later whereas there's only been two out of the 10 years i looked at where there was a discrepancy as far as where you're finding players so i found that interesting then then i thought you know what for a long time, I thought maybe the, the Steelers had something to do with it, with not only how they treated Le'Veon Bell, but the 2010 Steelers and James Harrison really forcing a lot of rule changes as far as defenseless receiver, um, like uh, unnecessary roughness, that kind of sort. Penalties are literally within a variance of maybe, give or take, five to like seven penalties per season. So nothing crazy in that regard. So all all of this to say, and the, I mean, the last thing I even looked was within the last three years was average depth of target. Nothing too crazy. The only things I could actually go back to understand why running backs are viewed the way it is, is I think you look at Le'Veon Bell, and uh, a lot of the running backs that just fizzled out. And that causing a large kind of like stink on the position, very possible. I do think now receivers have and quarterbacks and even DBs have gotten a lot smarter due to the kind of innovation of seven on seven leagues, especially in high school. But besides that, within the NFL, the NFL being a passing league and also that running backs are just devalued, period, might actually just be a giant lie. The fact that I couldn't find a sticky stat to say, oh, this is why running backs are down only proves that maybe this is the natural progression of the game, which means it can flip at, at a moment's notice. The only thing that I have potentially found that might be interesting to look at within a fantasy perspective is how we view who is a long-term back and who is a short-term back. And I think that will actually give you a lot more peace of mind. And it, it completely, this completely affected how I looked at running backs from now on. I even told oh, a little that bit. That sounds, Josh, that sounds like bad say. Who's your running back one? My running back one, <laughs> 100% in tier one is CMC. I agree with that. I agree with that. And, no, and, and, and just a comment on that. I, oh, we lost Ethan. We did lose Ethan. Oh, I'm sorry. I think he, oh, he just didn't like your pick. See, I didn't like your pick. That's what, you, you did that. You but, hate to um, see it. Yeah, just a comment on that. Uh, I applaud you for doing that research, by the way. You know, that's really interesting that, that there was no real correlation. Like, there wasn't really, it wasn't backed up. It shocked so, me. To be quite honest, that is, with you, that is really interesting, and I, I would personally like to look into that. So if you want to show me that research, yeah, I'll, like, I'll show you. I'll show you all the it. links that I please I do because I I would love to look at that. I'm very much a, a staff. No, that's nothing but bad um, thing. DMC is RB one undisputed. Yeah. So yeah. I, okay, I I just want to point out. Um, something. It's off topic, but on topic for our top 12. Um, so I went through and I looked at a couple of contracts for my top seven. And out of my top seven, five of them are free agents next year. Hmm. Five of them. Interesting. So that brings into question, is is there going to be like a flooding of the market for running backs next year? Like, I did would... they just delay by like, by Barkley, um, Jacobs, Pollard, um, they all signed one-year contracts. That's it. I don't think and, so. And, I think and that the or fight's going to be fun and that they're all going to get re-signed. To better deals i i think they will go better deals because we'll i see. think we will i think especially with the bills and a few other teams i think we're going to hit a point of going oh running backs are really important mm -hmm. yeah they i mean they really are they're key to your team but a lot of running backs don't make it 
past their first con or first contract, either being healthy or having favor with the team or whatnot, you know, you make it past that first contract and your first year or two, they look at you real hard as to your longevity on the team. So, you know, I'm for, for two of these backs, I'd say maybe even three, you know, I, I'd be concerned, but um, I don't know. We can go ahead and, and get into our top 12 if you want. Yeah. I mean, we are, I think we've all agreed CMC RB one, but the reason, and I want to bring up all the kind of the research I just brought up and because of CMC, what defines for me a long-term back and a short-term back is receiving ability. Like that is the clear delineating factor because if you can mm -hmm. catch the ball out of the backfield, that, that also makes you a receiver, which is what we started noticing San Francisco do last year. And to now that we bring up, there's two rookies, this, especially in this, uh, in this latest NFL draft, that I rated, I think, way higher than what a lot of people would suggest because of the fact that they are going to be a long-term solution at that position because of mm -hmm. the flexibility that brings them not only being able to run the ball, but also catch the ball as well. And to me, it just it screams positionless football and that we're about to get to that point on offense. Defense yeah. has, hit, has hit that probably since 2015 offense has finally hit its point where it's going to happen mm -hmm. to the point where I say, if you're just a, like a middling wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and you can't provide any value like running the ball or anything like that, you're on the chopping block. So for example, yeah. like Hollywood, like um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a couple other receivers off the top of my head, like even Michael Pittman, if he can't like really perform this year, there's, there's a few of those receivers that are going to fall to the wayside very fast if they can't provide something other. Either you have to be the elite of the elite when it comes to receiver to just primarily play receiver, or you have to provide positionless flexibility. So I think mm -hmm. that is kind of the phase that we're entering to. We already said CMC is one I am ready to bring up running back two, which for me is Austin Eckler. Same. Nick Chubb. He is running back three for me. I, I you're, struggled. You're I, I struggled on this one. There's no cream hunt. That's the only reason why. He's getting the pass catching work. We know he's got hands. I'm going to have an improvement this year. So, I, I I don't I don't want to tell you what I have him at. Oh no, Ryan, no. I have okay. him at running back. I have him at running back eight. It's all right. Being wrong is fine. Yeah. Sometimes. Hey, right. I've I've I said this at the near the end of last year. I don't think that Nick Chubb makes it into the top five this year. Passing. And I I. On, I, I I get why you're saying that though, I Ryan, just by because him. we really did see Deshaun Watson just he I mean he's gonna push the ball down the field or yeah. create opportunities for himself. So that's yeah. I think that is very much an issue. Even though Kareem Hunt is not there, they just have a bevy of running backs, including and yeah. still trading for them uh because they just who, picked up. Who do they strong. have behind Nick Chubb that they that they're gonna send plays their way? Over Nick um, Chubb. Over Nick Chubb. So they have Demetric Felton, Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford's more yeah. of a receiving guy. Neither um, of those players are going to get the receiving work, though. I, well, it, it's not they, so much that. They might that be relief runners, but they're not going to get the receiving work. Part of the issue is that I think Cleveland will make an attempt at using their receivers more. So they have, they paid Njoku a lot of money. They picked up Elijah Moore. They Cedric Tillman. Like, Which they picked Elijah Moore has has experience doing that with the yeah, Jets. But they're, they're still going to be a running football team. They're, they're not yeah. going to change their entire offense. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll change their entire offense. I still think Eckler They, they gave is, Deshaun weapons, and he needed it. 
but they're still going to be a run first football. But I'm, yeah, and it, that's just, I'm standing by it. I don't think Nick Chubb is a top five um, okay. this year. That's just me. And so let's put that I'm, on the yeah. the hot take meter. We already have two. Yeah. That's the second one we've the added. hot take. Go ahead and yep. mark that one down really quick, Josh. Hot I take, have... Nick Chubb, not top five. <laughs> uh, Ryan, because we I... didn't keep track of hot takes last year. And we are going to this year and hold people accountable. I I have I have it down. Oh, there we go. There's there's an off season episode, the Shame podcast. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. Let's do it. Yeah, because, Ethan, Let's you want to know the other one on the list? Uh, I had Okonkwo at tight end four. <laughs> this Shame podcast is going to be fun for me. <laughs> um, it might legitimately be legendary. Um, so, but no, just with the receiving uptake, that's that's why I see him. I could totally back. see that, see I, him I have, running back too. What 100%. You, um, who you I have it? I think you said Barkley was your two. He's my three. Oh, yeah, so Barkley's my three. I have Barkley at four. Oh, psych, psych, psych. Well, uh, backtrack and <clears throat> Ryan, who's your two? Austin Eckler. I, I said that, yeah, Eckler was my two as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and who's your three, Ryan? Barkley. Okay, so we all we all got Barkley there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Saquon, I still think is going to be a major part of that offense, even with oh, the yeah. receiving weapons, even with Darren Waller there. Yes, they will pass he, he the was, ball more, but I do think Saquon's going to be more efficient. He was yeah, everything I, I agree. last year. You know, we thought Dabble was going to help unlock him as well as keeping him healthy. And that's exactly what happened. I don't see a change. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. I can agree with that. Right, I'm still kind of I think... traded him. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um... Hey man, I still got good value out of that. I ain't going to lie. All right. RB fours. Uh, I've got Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Okay. I got Jacobs at five. I, Ooh. I this this is where I start getting a little. I have King Henry at five, at four. Mm, okay, okay. J- just because I mean, without injury, I mean, yeah, no, no. Yeah, injury. there's. He'll, he'll I mean, yeah, but Derrick Henry has the potential to go from you know anywhere up to three, all the way down to ten. Yeah, like he's it, if he's injured for any point. This year. It doesn't matter if he's at you know. 40 points a game again. Exactly. Yep. It's just um, but my my number four is uh Bijan. Bijan is my six. That's... Ryan, 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 Ryan. It's okay. I have a lot of hope for the rookie. He he's the most hyped. And I mean, he's going to be good, but I don't he know. Might, he might four. be. He might be overhyped. He might be. But until he actually gets out there and yeah, starts but he hasn't playing, played football, so I, I, I know say he hasn't played. Football. Well, I mean, he's been playing football for quite a while. Then so. you are going to hate my running back seven. Yeah, and every every fat kid in Kansas has been playing football for a long time. <laughs> They're not top four running backs. <laughs> That's true. Or top That's three. True. <laughs> Okay. Uh, my, my, so, my fifth running back is Henry. Unless we want to talk more about Bijan. I'm fine doing that, too. Uh, well, yes. I'll t- my fifth was Saquon, and then uh, and then Henry was my fourth. Bijan's my sixth. So we're kind of in the same range. It's just one spot lower. Nothing too crazy on the variance there. Yeah. See, I've got um, Bijan at four, Jacobs at five, and Henry uh six. Okay, yes. And six, six was... is where I have Bijan. So I have Henry five and then Bijan six. I have Bijan at six as well. Um I think so... that's just I think that's just like a fair, kind of healthy range to put him. Like we know he's gonna be good, but I don't know if we can say, you know, it's totally fair to put a rookie in the top five. Because I mean look at Damon Pierce and Ken Walker last year. You know, Even I mean they for were... that matter. It, yeah, and Brees, like they were yeah. all three incredible, but they oh, were yeah. and top fifteen running backs. And oh, of course, but Brees if, played if, if Brees, yeah, right. if Brees had a, an entire year where he was healthy, 
I'm sure he would have cracked the top five. I'm sure I'm he was on that sure pace. He was. Yeah, he was on he, that. He, he was on the pace too. Uh, he so, was definitely as advertised. The reason why I don't have uh, Bijan, uh, Bijan, Bijan, tomato, tomato, uh, higher is largely because I do think there is a rookie learning curve. And then once the bye week happens, like, and the only reason I'm bringing this up is because Atlanta just did it with Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. And we are begging for Desmond Ritter to come in earlier to where we had Ritter watch uh, for all <laughs> yeah, of the We're, we're going to have Bijan watch. Yeah, because I, I I still think they will rely on Cordero Patterson and uh, Algier for a little bit, and then I think, Cordero I think and Bijan going to be. I think CP is going to be primarily receiver, yeah. which is yeah. hard because Mac Collins looked good. Mac Collins is shredded. Yeah. He yeah. looked. He was on the trend for sure. Yeah, no, they have plenty of options, and I think that's kind of the biggest thing, especially. Um, I mean, even add Kyle Pitts to that mix. This is something I asked you um, about where they've been playing Kyle Pitts. So everywhere. Yeah, literally everywhere. So yeah, it's probably I been in the think, back. I just I, haven't seen. I do think there will be some games where Bajon get kind of gets used to it and then it'll just click. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so moving on from Bajon then seven. Give I've me your, X. yeah. Give me your six through 10. Oh, I mean, seven through ten. Seven through ten. My my mistake. Oh, you want to go? Oh uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. You want me to go? My seven okay. through ten. I mean, through or twelve actually, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs, Josh okay. Jacobs, Etn, okay. Tony Pollard, Najee, and James Cook. Oh. He's interesting. For Cook. Go ahead. Ryan. Interesting. This he's, is, at the, he's at the very end. Different. He's at the very end. This Trust me, I did not put him in the top four. Okay. Where was Tony Pollard on yours? Tony Pollard was 10. Yeah. Okay. See, Tony Pollard is my seven. Then I have Nick Chubb at eight. I have Joe Mixon at nine. Mm-hmm. And Miles Sanders at 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kay. I, t- I will tell you, I have Mixon and, and Sanders. Oh, yeah. oh and 11, 11 and 12, 12 are um, Aaron Jones and Kenneth Walker. Okay. Okay, so all the ones that I literally Mixon, Walker, um, crap, I forgot who else you said, but literally any of the ones I didn't mention, they're all high tier two. So it wasn't like, it were, it was like a huge difference. Yeah, if I just had and to see James, yeah, and see James Cook and Najee are up there, like high RB2s for me. So, and and Jameer Gibbs is a honorary 13th. <laughs> like That's he's, rare. he's, he was in my yeah. top 12 until so, Kenneth Walker kicked him out. Seven, I had Eckler. Okay. Eight, I had Jameer Gibbs. Okay. Nine, I had ETN. Okay. Ten, I had Pollard. Uh, Eleven, I have Damian Pierce. Okay. And twelve, I have JT. Ooh, so you're okay. So I've been really struggling with JT. Man, I see. I, I think he'll still be top twelve. I think even if he misses four games, he'll still be top twelve. My my issue is that I think it's more. He's than playing four for games. a contract, you know. Just like why I believe in Josh Jacobs. He's playing for a contract. And Pollard. He's playing for a contract. Yeah, and at least they all signed. But, like, when literally the Colts have already said, we're not paying you, there's literally no point in Jonathan Taylor to play. That's what makes the situation very different. But but here's the thing. He's playing for his money next year. So even if that's not with the Colts, as he goes into free agency, he wants to say, yeah, I missed four games. I was still a top 12 running back in this league. This is what I want. Yeah, I really do believe so he'll, that he'll just be saying it to his next team. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. The, I think the Colts trade him this year. I, I've I think I've hit that point, um, with uh, with Jonathan Taylor because I think one team is going to get desperate and if they lose a star running back, they're like, look, I am willing to sacrifice a second or a third right now. Let's pull the trigger, get it done. Because now the or issue it has to be two twos. 
See, but so here's here. Mm-hmm. So here's the issue I have with the Colts here. The Colts are on the verge of letting him walk for free. And if they do that, it might be the end of Ballard. Like legitimately. Well, not necessarily because they can always franchise tag him. You know, and he Fran- can choose not to play, but so French so Fran oh, you're talking about for next year, right? Yeah. So they they could do that, but then like JT could do something to at least void it. So there there is an avenue to where JT is still a free agent next year. The, the issue why I think they should trade him now is because if you're trying to get a first <clears> round <throat> pick but not give the first round money to him, you're just trying to have have your have their cake and eat it too, or have however the saying goes. I do think they're on the verge of like, especially in midseason. I think a lot of uh, teams and organizations have really taken advantage of that trade deadline because you can get a player for like way cheaper than you think, depending on how that team is. So imagine if the Colts are like three and seven by the time the trade deadline rolls around. They're at like they're out of playoff contention. There's nothing much they can do. Anthony Richardson looks promising at least. So you have to get the assets to make him better. You have JT right here. Imagine if JT just doesn't play. And I think that's very well within the realm of possibility. If and then yeah. that's the case, you're going to accept a like one second round pick or one or two fourths or one third or something of oh way lower in value than what you're like a second. Of. I think there no one's getting him for just a second. Yeah, you know because, it, it could be two twos. It could be a second, and a, I yeah. mean your best case scenario. It's probably yeah, like second two thirds maybe. Yeah, to me, to me, that's where I'm going. I'm looking at Miami is when you know Mozart has an injury history. Jeff Wilson has an injury history. A chain. Well, and now we injured. already know what this story is going to be with Miami. Like it's going to be the same as every year. Mozart's going to go down first. So then you're yeah. going to have Miles Gaskin. You're going to have Achain. No, and Gaskin one got of those. Cut. No, Jeff, Jeff oh, Wilson. Two. Oh, yeah, Jeff Wilson. So you're going to have Jeff yeah. Wilson and Achain. One of those two is going to get hurt. And it's like, okay, listen, we've got one guy who's held together with scotch tape. Do we want a healthy JT well, yeah. for a second and a third round pick? Maybe a second, two thirds, second, a third. Well, and see, that's and why. What, yeah. That's when they just go. Go up and 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 pick up Fournette and have him be your third down back. Oh, Ryan, and then just... Ryan, look look at me, Ryan. Do you JT? really want to go down that route? No, no, no. no, no <laughs> I mean, hey, no, I mean, hey, discussion. no, hey, Ryan, he's a decent me. down Look at me, Ryan. What? JT what? or Lenny? What are we even talking about? Look, if I, you're I giving think... up, if you're giving up your firstborn to get JT, but you're not... see, that's but you could, you could draft. <laughs> But you could but no, draft. Here's no, but thing, you could though. draft next year around. Right now, it's your firstborn. So before the trade deadline, they will settle for less because it's whatever uh, you give them or true. nothing. That is true. Yeah, and so that's the issue. And the thing with Fournette is Fournette schematically isn't really that good of a fit yeah. with uh with that McDaniel Shanahan like uh white like outside zone kind of scheme. Taylor would actually fit that because he's that good of a back. Yeah. So now, yeah. so that's why I'm looking at Indianapolis going, you have one shot. You better make it count. I don't think you're getting a first. You better be happy with a second. So basically the trade evens out because you've drafted JT in the second round. But Miami yeah. has shown we don't care about picks. We just traded 45 of them to get Tyree Kill, Bradley <laughs> Chubb, and, yeah. uh, and whoever else. Which well, and then again, Trey Lance, Trey Lance That's trade is if you see what the picks ended up being, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a big time well, mess so up. So every, everything yeah. that Same came time. from that trade was Tyree Kill, Bradley Chubb, and Jalen Waddle. That's Jalen Waddle. Yeah, it and that. Oh, I feel bad. The, I feel so bad third, for them. Wasn't the third round pick Javon Holland too? No, no. Oh, okay. I was about to I know say those are we're... the only three players from that trade. Yeah. So, but like going back to like this whole running back discussion, like the issue with JT is do how do you view JT and G, uh, JT right now? Real like I feel like he's short term. He's a short term back in Indy, 
but I do think but he's that somebody's future. He's somebody's future. Yeah. And you're just yes. like Ethan, considering you have JT, I am holding on to him and it's going to be a CMC situation where he gets traded to a contender and let's ride. And then you go, Oh, Hey, yeah. I don't think the problems were CMC like the injury <clears throat> history. Like I told everyone about Matt yeah. Rule, different story, but I think that's what we're going to end up with, with Jonathan Taylor. No, and then I, now, I really do agree. I think he's a CMC situation. I yeah. think that's the best comparison you can make. Yep. So, I mean, let's let's talk about who else on JT since I know I th- I think if JT starts playing, he'd be tier one for me. It's just it's so many unknowns is why I put him in tier two. Um, totally fair. That's think, my hot take. JT. I think ETN even with Bigsby is going to be used way more. Well, and, and, and here's the thing. Fun. Th- this is what I told you before last year's draft when Trayvon Walker went. Number one. Oh, so technically two years ago now. Um, so two years ago when I told you Trayvon Walker was going to go number one overall. When the GM says something, the team moves heaven and earth to make it happen. Yes. So when the GM says, I want ETN to rush for 1,600 yards, guess what their focus is going to be? Getting, Getting ETN ETNs. the ball to, to run. Yep. That's what it is, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to – shift a little bit because they put a lot on T-Law and I think what they realized last year is man we just keep putting this guy under pressure and he's good but it's not going to work if we can't find more ways to help him and I think ETN is that help yeah, I, I, even my, my issue my issue is longevity with him like lasting throughout the season because you, you saw all those carries in the early part of the season and probably about midway through his production kind of started hurting and it started going down a little bit. I think what you're saying, I think what you're saying, Ryan, is something Ethan and I said when we did our rookie month uh, running back episode was you have to be comfortable with a two running back system to where, yeah, he may not be getting like 18, 20 points a game, but if you can get 15 points a game for 17 straight weeks, you're going to be okay yeah. with that. And I think we're at that point with ETN, Kenneth Walker, um, Damian Pierce. I would even include in that category, like a lot of like even the Lions and Falcons included there. Mm-hmm. I rather ha- take the point <clears throat> dip with the yeah. longevity rather than yeah. Icarus for like eight. I mean, weeks. yeah, because so he had like. The only dip he took was from week twelve. Was right to after bye. Yeah, because yeah, he got right hurt during the, the Ravens game. Week. Yeah, he he got hurt in the Ravens game and then came back gotcha. fully against Dallas. Yeah, and and it was like some minor like hamstring thing or something or calf. Or yeah, something. yeah, it, had, it wasn't crazy. He had some pretty good. He had some pretty good games. You know, but also he, uh, the Denver game or Las Vegas NFL and Houston. But, you know, I think yeah. now that was more his than he was. The but I also. Yeah, but I also take I, I think taking uh, uh, Tank it's Tank Bigsby, right? Yeah, Tank Bigsby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, giving him the ball a couple of times is probably going to do him well. Yeah, ETN. Yeah, it's going to benefit course. him. Absolutely, and so. I think that's their plan: is take hits off of ETN, but let yeah. ETN plays. I just don't know. I don't know if he's really high for me. Like he could probably mix in there with. I mean, he's the he's last the last like five guys on my roster, on my top twelve roster. He could mix up in. With and, those. and that's all I'm saying too. So, is like he's up there. He's not the guy, but he's going to be up there. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll yeah. be used for sure. Um, I do want to like. Talk... Oh, go for it, Ryan. Oh, oh I was just I was going to talk about Miles Sanders because you guys did you guys have him in your top twelve. I have a no. tier two. Uh, he's actually okay. he's actually the second player in tier two for me. Okay, I have him. I have him pretty high, uh, just because I've I've heard a lot of good things about him. Panthers online. Yeah, and it's, I I understand that. I understand that, but he's being used for everything. Now that can be a boom, but that can also um, be against him because week one. That that's yeah. Awesome. Week one is yeah. going to be your indicator for how the season is going to go. Yeah, yeah. I, and I definitely. And I. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say with Miles Sanders, I think I agree with Ethan. Like, 
week one is going to be the barometer, which is why yeah. I'm not overpaying for well, and, overdrafting yeah. for Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. So, and let me let me tell you why week yeah. is a good indicator because Atlanta's a team that's still trying to find itself. They're not established yet, so you're going to go up against a team that's somewhere towards the end of the middle of the pack. You know, mm-hmm. kind of that team we're trying to find our identity. They're not a top team, but they're not a bad football team. They're just figuring things out. So if you can go up and play Atlanta and look good, I think that that speaks well for how well they're going to do this year because they've got mm-hmm. some easy wins on their schedule, just like everybody else. You know, I don't think the Panthers are a bad football team. But if you go up against Atlanta and just get slammed, I, you know, that's that's not – I don't want yeah. him on my team. And I like Miles Sanders too. I loved him last mm-hmm. year. He's part of why I won my my chip in the GCC league. Um but yeah. To, and then, it, just the but. Yeah. 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 I just I just like the fact that he commands that backfield. That's the, yeah. that's his a big boon for me. Yeah, and I totally think the opportunity is there for him to be tier one, but you're gonna it, it there's just a lot of what ifs. Especially so, like how does Bryce oh, Young play? Here's, yeah. here's what's hard about running backs. We could list one reason for every single mm-hmm. of the top 20 running backs why they could be in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I definitely. Period. Yeah, for real. So, for real. Yeah. It, it's just tough. And it's about like, it's just about how they come out. You know, like you see every year a guy that should be it and he just doesn't come out, you know, and it's just a team dynamic. And, it's part of why fantasy football is fun because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you really exactly. don't. You and, and and that's a PSA to everybody. Yeah. Like you, you could be the most knowledgeable person in fantasy football, and you could you'd probably be right, or you'd probably be right like a small percentage of the time. And you might like, get lucky. The oblong yeah, you might moves get in lucky. mysterious ways. It does. It does. All hail the oblong ball. All hail the oblong, oblong ball. ball. Uh, so I want to talk about Tony Pollard before we hit. Um, I mean, we talked about Najee a little bit. I mean, obviously a volume play. How are we yeah, feeling with I, Tony I did like Pollard? how Kenny Pickett looked, though. Hey, Amen. I'll say about Najee. I have a I have a bigger hot take at receiver, but we'll 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 not, we'll leave that. We'll save time. that for yeah. Save that receiver. for the receiver yep. episode. Yep. So um, Pollard. I like how he was used last year, and I think with Ezekiel Elliott out of the way, he's going to get a lot more – he could possibly get a lot more goal line work and a lot more rushing work. Just and don't he break your leg, very, Yeah. Yeah, and he was very efficient in his in his rushing ability last year. So And explosive. That That's the only thing. Very explosive. He was just explosive, and Zeke wasn't. That's the why he's still there. I am concerned about. Is that what I'm interested in how this Brian Schottenheimer thing is going to happen at OC? I, I was talking to uh, um, Pat about this, E, where I went mm-hmm. now thinking about it, I think Kellen Moore was just not the right fit, period. Because Kellen Moore is going to love Justin Herbert that goes, I can basically kill you from any part of the field in one throw. And with Dak, that's not the case. You kind you kind of need Dak, him to be in ri- in rhythm. Yeah, you had to set. I was just about to say, Dak is the kind of QB where you have to set up and exactly. then go get exactly. And so with Brian Schonheimer, it's kind of similar. It, it's different, but yet pretty similar as far as uh, mentality from the QBs. And I'm really basing this off of the one year he was the OC for Russell Wilson. Um, where they really prioritize running the ball and then deep crossers, essentially. Yeah. And and now I'm like, okay, can Dak adjust to that? But how they use the running backs? They kind of use the running backs in, uh, they just kind of downhill running, but that's always been Pete Carroll style. So I'm really intrigued to see how they use Tony Pollard this year. I think he's kind of in the Eckler CMC model of, I think he's going to get a big chunk of his points off of receiving work. Largely yep. because that it, I don't think they trust Jalen Tolbert whatsoever to be wide receiver three, which is why they grabbed Brandon Cooks to be wide receiver uh, two. Obviously, CD at wide receiver one, but your wide receiver three for this team is probably going to be Tony Pollard. 
And so yeah. that's why well, I, see, I was going to say they're tight end. They're tight end. Oh, Ferguson, uh, Ferguson? and uh, uh, Shoemaker, Peyton Hendershot. Yeah. I like Shoemaker. The all name, the all name team uh, for tight ends <laughs> is in Dallas. Um, I okay. Musgrave pretty good in Green Bay. Oh yeah, yeah, Musgrave is a good one. Um, okay, so I not as I good know as I, have... I sent you yesterday, Josh. You oh see yeah. That? Yes, yes, that, I did. That, that was wonderful. So... Um, okay, I'll, I'll so... send that to your friend. All right, I yeah, do want to cool. ask because I want this to transition into our tier two. Where do y'all have James Cook? Obviously, I have him at 12. I know I'm higher on him than most. Where do y'all have him now? He's top two in RB2 for me. Okay, E for you? Um, I'd have him a bit lower. I mean, it's so hard because he hasn't been anything yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, he's the guy in Buffalo, but I mean, you're competing with people like let, let me just pull up a list of guys he's competing with. He's competing with Ramondre oh, Dan, Dan in tier two. He's yeah. competing with Joe oh, oh. Mixon in tier yeah. two. He's committing with uh potentially not on my list, but on your list, Damian Pierce. He's yep. competing with Ken Walker. He's competing with Aaron Jones. He's competing with Javon, Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison, Javante Williams. Like Brees Hall, even. Yep. Um, Brees Hall, so I if it's, too, if well. it's my list, same. I'm taking all of these guys over him because I just don't, I don't see it yet. And I didn't see it in the preseason. I know he had very limited snaps, but from the limited snaps I saw in preseason, he didn't have it. No, that's Where fair. Jameer Gibbs, that's fair. Jameer Gibbs had it. He Jameer looks Gibbs and Bijan yeah. in a few plays, you went, that's Bijan. It. And, looked good. Hank Bigsby mm-hmm. looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Um so, I also I also think with James Cook mm-hmm. is he potentially might be the one player where you go, oh wow, I didn't realize he was this consistent. Like yeah, I, he, he's gonna be a, he a top set the flex guy. Yeah, he may not be he may not set the world on fire, but you're gonna end up looking back and go, Wow, he ended up really high on the list. Yeah, so and he's not like, well kind of like, oh, man, who am I going to put RB1? Who am I going to put RB2? But he's yeah. a guy I think you can throw as your flex. And, like, you know he's going to get you, like, 14 points. And yeah. you're going to be fine with that. Yeah, I still think he's going to be consistent enough to where he is in this Tier 1 conversation. But I told him Maybe to next see year. How, but how he... I, don't, I haven't seen it yet. That's why I don't want to get fair. so hyped up on Bajon and Jameer. I haven't seen it yet. And yeah, what I just have seen weird. in preseason – he didn't look as good as a lot of these other guys. Yeah, I do think that's yeah. also but Buffalo as a whole looked very lackluster. So that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. something where they got a lot of snaps and I well, yeah. yeah. Oh oh yeah, that's my other hot take. I, I also said that. I said uh Ethan, you missed <laughs> it, but I, I said Buffalo won't make the playoffs. Oh. Did you write Ooh. it write it down? I did write yeah, it. I did write, write it down. down. Yeah, okay. I, 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 hey, trust okay, me, I, I am writing all of them down. So, I mean, you brought up a couple people I have in my tier two as well. Initially, I had Ramondre in tier one before. I did too, and then I swapped them as well. Yep, I swapped them as well. I think another pe- a couple people we haven't named yet. Uh, Rashad White, J.K. Dobbins. I was, yeah, no. I was just going to bring him up. I, I really Nixon. don't like Sanjay running backs. I think they're both going to be too stepping on each other's toes for either of them to be good. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, go ahead. Go, no, go for it, Ryan, because I think you and oh, I are Oh, I was going to say, um, where where do y'all have Alvin Kamara? So Kamara is going to be tier two He's for me. Be tier two. Yeah, because, towards the end. Well, I say that. Interesting, towards the end. He's only missing, what, two three or games. four games? He's only missing three games. And now oh, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, no, it's three. three. Yeah, it's only He's, three. Let me go to Vegas and beat some people up too. If I'm only going to get a four games, <laughs> you kidding? So, me? Or three yeah, games? I'm, I'm really thinking. I'm really switching. I'm debating right now. Kamara and James Cook, because I would put Kamara in that last I'd spot at tier one. But dude, Kendra Miller looked good. I like yeah. Kendra Miller yeah. this season. I know he Ken- got a little banged up at the end, but Kendra's the future. Okay, like he will take over for Kamara for sure. So 
you did you you wanted to talk about JK? Um, I mean, yeah, we talked about Camara, we talked about Pierce yeah. a little bit. Let's go with JK because um, okay. do we, do you want to end on that? No, I have one more. Yeah, so yeah, one more. JK, up? Okay. I've got one more. All right, let's do it. JK, go ahead, Josh. This is your so. Uh, I don't think JK is going to set the world on fire like people say. Mm-hmm. I just think if he's any amount consistent, that's it. Like, that's all you need to see yeah. from JK Dobbins. I think, I mean, he's getting drafted like fifth, sixth round, which I think is like really perfect for his, like, his potential. I don't, mm-hmm. I have him in the mid to low tier two. It, he, he would have I to have a accurate. few spike games in order for, for him to jump into tier one conversation. I just don't I just don't see it with the amount of weapons and the amount of commitment to the passing game the Ravens will yeah. uh, will have because his best shot was the Greg Roman offense, period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and that with their with their new OC, they're they're not gonna be as run focused as they were yeah. in recent years. I think they're still gonna have the run game, obviously, but also Lamar Jackson is RB one there. Uh, he's yeah. He's going to be I, that. Running so back. that's the thing and, I do believe will change, though, because I think they're going to a lot of the short yardage areas for Lamar. I actually do believe they're not going to put Lamar in that situation. And I do think they're mm-hmm. going to say, hey, we have running backs here. We have a giant bruising back in Gus Edwards if you don't want to use JK. But JK's goal line efficiency is kind of insane. So he's always been able to find the end zone. So to which that's where I yeah. think. They're, they will take Lamar out of those situations and go more traditional in that aspect. But I still don't think that's enough to put him in tier one conversation. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't think JK is going to be a, a RB one. Yeah, I, so, he's he's mid to low RB two for me. Yeah, so I have a couple other players. I mean, we talked about uh, I don't think we talked about Kenneth Walker all that much. But I mean, obviously, we initially had him tier one, and then the Seahawks, the Seahawks said, "LOL, Zach Charbonnet." Uh, so I mean, just high tier two for me. High tier one, two. Once he, sure. I think he's going to be ready week one. See, it's going to be his show. Yeah. yeah See, absolutely. he was he he was low tier one for me. Low low tier one. Just and because. So, huh? no, I, I said I could see that too. Yeah, uh, just so, because of his usage, they're going to lean on him a little bit. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it's gonna be the Geno show anymore over there. I think they're gonna it's obviously gonna be the Tyler Lockett. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but um, I think they're gonna lean a little more on the run game. Go back to what Pete Carroll's good at. Yeah. yeah. Um. I wanted to. We've talked. We've talked about it, but we haven't really discussed Aaron Jones. I've had a major issue with Dead. placing Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon to get, uh, to the point where I'm like, I'm putting AJ Dillon over. That's that's how it's been the last three years with that. We keep thinking it's, yeah. it's going to be AJ Dillon season, and then it just never happens. But the time has come. That's my hot take: AJ Dillon over Aaron Jones. I think they I might. Don't know. Have, I I think they might have know. to. That's been the one constant with that Green Bay offense, other than Aaron Rodgers. I think. I think they've got to keep them. I think they've got to keep keep what they've got going. It could be AJ Dillon season. The quad father could come out, but I don't know. I think Aaron Jones has one more year. As much as I hate saying it, because I want to see AJ Dillon overtaken, I think he's got one more year. Are Are we positive that Aaron Jones is just, isn't just going to like turn into wide receiver three for them? And it's the only reason why I think that I'm on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's the only reason why I think he's still going to be relevant is because of the pass catching ability. I do think AJ Dillon gets an uptick, but I I think you'd be a a fool to not count on Aaron Jones being a big part of what this year is going to be, especially for the Jordan Love uh, extravaganza. Because I don't think you're going to just hand him the reins and go, "Hey, go light it up like Aaron did." Because then you're just gonna yeah. welcome all of these crazy like comparisons. Yeah. And even then, Aaron Rodgers' well, first year wasn't the greatest. So. Yeah. Well, Ryan, who's who's the last guy you want to talk about? Uh, so I've got Javante Williams. 
Yep. I he's, wanted to talk on, about him. He's on my he's on my list too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in that, so, that mid tier two range for me. So I I have been kind of keeping a close eye on him because I bought him midway through last season and I I paid a pretty high price for him and giving up Josh Jacobs for him and like a first. But you know, I want to see him thrive this year and obviously what, what he's not you know, I don't, I don't know. I've got to look that up. Um, uh, I think it got him Quentin Johnston, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Because he, because so. he had back to back. He went Bryce Young, then Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting to see how that trade pans out this year. But sorry, you yeah. Javante. I didn't mean. Uh, yeah, I've been keeping up with Javante, just just seeing how rehab is going and everything, and from what I've been reading on him. He's ready to go, like week one. Yeah, and I know yeah, they might not like, throw him it's in. Freaky. But that's but that's one thing that I've I've noticed with with them or with the Broncos. It's not like they've brought in a replacement. It's not like they've they've done like what the Jets did with Brees Hall and bring in Dalvin Cook and say, Hey, he's not quite ready yet. Here like we gotta bring somebody in to help him. Or to, you know, keep the team going. So, Javante Williams might be a pretty good option if he's fully healthy. He might be an RB one, and you're like getting in that RB one tier. And you're getting him three spots. I mean, not three spots, three rounds lower yeah. than uh, for a, a fraction of the cost. Yeah, for a f- yeah, you're getting like three rounds lower than like Etn and J.K. Dobbins. So I think he's got tremendous upside this year. If I think that healthy, well, that team is just going to be fully better. healthy. Yeah, because I, you know, Denver is just going to be a better football team this year. I mm-hmm. think Denver's going to have to play through their running backs this year. To be quite honest with you, last man standing is Cortland Sutton. Um, actually did just get word little Jordan Humphrey made the team. Um, but you also have Marvin Mims, so that's kind of your top three. And really. Callaway. Oh yeah, and Callaway. Well, Thanks. at least for the first, at least for the first couple of. Weeks, you know, it's, just, yeah, until Judy comes back. Yeah, but then and but Judy will think, be back. But think of who P Ryan is as a player. P Ryan is kind of like Brian Robinson a little bit, but he's a little bit more effective as a pass catching back. So I could totally see them just playing through their backs and then kind of slowly bringing Javante in and then letting him go full speed week five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, that the last... could... oh, go ahead. Uh, Talking to Brian Robinson, the last thing I want to talk about before we close is don't sleep on Gibson. I have Gibson mm-hmm. in tier two. Like I, I, I yeah, really I have him low tier yeah. two right now. So he, I think he's a low tier two guy that could push to high tier two and be a maybe an RB two, but definitely a solid flex player. Yeah, definitely. I mean they could. Uh, I mean, look at what, uh, what. Oh, what's his name? The o- OC for the. Oh my gosh! Oh, the uh, OC B-N-E-M-E? for the Commanders. The enemy. The enemy. Yeah, with uh, Jarek McKinnon and yep. Isaiah Pacheco, it could be one of those situations yep. where you know Gibson is used like a Jarek McKinnon, I did, and I did hear that that, that could be. Meshing well with the team. Mm-hmm. Wait, who? The enemy. The enemy. Interesting. The enemy is the, is from the, the Andy Reid school of tough love. So yeah. that that's kind of where it's coming from. But when you have one, well, it's all like, tough love when you suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's when the, what they're missing. Yeah, and especially when you when have you like Tyree Kill and Mahomes talking about no, tr- trust the process here. He's going to get you right. You probably should listen to the yeah. two-time Super Bowl champion. Just saying. But sure. I definitely agree with Robinson and Gibson. Um, I do want to, I mean, I want to bring up a couple flex options for people that I think will be in the running as far as uh, legitimate, like uh, into legitimate consideration. Um, we speak of the Chiefs. Uh, Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon, I think, are very good flex options i think mckinnon more so but pacheco is going to get run for sure 
Um, McKinnon, if you're looking for explosive, uh, well, like boomer spike. Yeah, he's yeah, very it's, it's a bus. spike. Yeah, he's he is very much boomer bust. Um, the next one is going to be David Montgomery, largely because we saw how the Jamal Williams role yeah. played, and I who's think... going to be Jamal and who's going to be DeAndre? Um, well, DeAndre will only be De- DeAndre because that includes doing really well and getting hurt at the same time, and Jameer is Jameer. And I, I want to also bring up uh, a good flex position, um, Khalil Herbert. Yep, that's a great pick. Yeah, well, especially with Deontay Foreman just got injured. Yep. Yeah, so and they're, he and they're could lead that back to the rookie yet, uh, Roshan Johnson. Um, Roshan good though. Yeah, Roshan looks good. <laughs> that's why I wanted to pick him. Um, the, the one that I do think is interesting is also Kenny Gainwell. Though I do think no, not yet. Eagles, it's not, not his time. He hasn't played as much, which is why that makes me think he might be the starting back. But that Eagles backfield is a mess. So the only way I say um, Kenny Gainwell mm-hmm. is in flex consideration is if he has the stranglehold on that running back spot, which I don't yeah. think the Eagles are going to do. So see, that, so see, that one is I, to keep your eye on. I think uh, I think Swift takes over that backfield. That's my two cents on that. Uh, But uh, I know we're not Swift lovers here. Who's Swift? Who's that? That's the episode. That is an episode. That is that is an episode. That is our extra long running back episode. Thank you all for like coming to the end with us, listening to the research, listening to our top twenty-four running backs. If we're really going to talk about it here. Uh, you can find us on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, YouTube at Last Place FP. Next week, we are getting, we're starting, we're guys, we are getting ever so close. Two weeks. Yeah. Well, a week and a half now, week and, Yeah, week and a half till Chiefs yeah. Lions. Can't wait. We have one more episode to tell you about our tier list, which is going to be the wide receivers. You don't want to miss it. Get ready for your last minute drafts. Uh, Ethan, hit him with it. Never forget. Sometimes you are right. Sometimes you're right. Have a good one, everybody, and we will see y'all next week getting ready for week one. Or don't. Or don't. <laughs>